to the Online Warriors podcast. Uh, we're back as usual. Uh, I am Illegal Lady, joined by the lovely Nerd Bomber. Good morning and afternoon, and whenever you might be listening to this. And Tactic One. Hi. A man of few words. You should a man have after done Stitch heart. Voice. Hull. That was surprisingly good. Is this a talent that I should be aware of? <laughs> no, we don't need to uh, divulge this. No one likes impressions. Well, I feel like it's already divulged, but we can keep it under lock and key for as long as we can. Uh, we're, we're back. Uh, we're back. It's not officially fall yet, but it's going to be in like two days. Close so, enough. Yeah, got that autumn feeling. It was like 90 degrees where I'm living today, uh, which is the Midwest. That's all I'm going to tell you. Don't ask for any more information. But it's still really hot because of global warming. Uh, let's let's jump right in and do the old uh, "What are you up to Wednesday?" and let's take it over to yeah, let's take it over to Tectic One first. I feel like I always give Tectic One the short end of the stick. You do, but I'm super excited that you picked me first because now Today, I can guarantee that Nerd Bomber doesn't steal my thing. Right. Okay, go for it. So, because we do a lot of stuff together, we I don't hang know if I would have stole your thing though. I, Let's see if he does. To the, in the uh, honor of fall coming, we closed the pool today. Officially done, signed, sealed, delivered. Now, was that sad, or is that like a sad about it? For me, it was exciting, but not for the reason of closing the pool. It was exciting because. Last year, you ever see, hear that Christmas song where he's like, well, why are they blinking? That was kind yeah, of yeah. me closing the pool last year. It was like everything that can go wrong will. But I took notes, and that's where it's exciting. It was the smoothest, easiest process. Two hours here, two hours there, and then it was done. That's four hours. doesn't sound very easy to me. Well, it's, it's every day after work while cooking dinner and stuff. Okay, well... Wait, did you actually take notes? He did mental not notes. take notes. Mental oh, notes. Mental no- okay. That's better. I was worried that you like had a, a pen and paper and were like writing down all of the shortcomings from last year. So so you were basically self assured. It still wasn't fun. I can't imagine closing a pool being fun, but it was like empowering to like be able to do it. It I was guess. so smooth. It went so so smooth and it was amazing. Now what I mean, I don't wanna get into it, but like what are you just dumping chemicals in there and like putting a giant space blanket on it? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty, want... it's pretty simple. You like reshock the pool, kind of like you do when you open it, so that it holds for the winter, and then you just slap a giant old cover on it. I don't want to minimize what what you've accomplished here. I I just wanted to summarize it into a couple of bullet points for the listeners who might not know much about about pool maintenance. See, but last year, while it was all done. A big gust of wind somehow worked its way under the cover, flipped it over, dumped a bunch of mud and leaves into the pool like mid-fall. And this year it's secure. It's And then I even – it also our deck is like sandwiched against the railing. So you have to work the, the tarp under there. I just um, fixed that issue. I'm not going to say I destroyed the deck. I'm going to say I fixed that issue. Now I got to ask. You said that – the the disaster last year happened in the fall. Now, when you closed it last year, were you were you feeling fairly secure that that the cover was going to stay on and then it and then it came off? Like I'm asking, like 
what if you feel really good about it now, but in a month the same thing happens? Are so, we going to hear about it on the podcast? So you're a jerk. I felt great about it last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a feeling you might have. Well, so you felt good about it, and th- I'm just trying to figure out what's gonna, what I'm going to be hearing about. Only time will tell. Mother Nature is a, a fickle fiend, as, as no one says except for me. Um, so, so Nerd Bomber, was that your thing? Did he steal it officially? That was actually not my thing. Um, my thing, so as you guys know, the podcast comes out on Wednesday mornings, usually, unless we're doing like a special episode, um, which means that it's Tuesday night when we're recording these. And it is the start of hockey preseason, and I'm super excited. And as we're actually speaking, the last few minutes of a preseason hockey game is winding down on my television on mute. And I'm just super excited because as much as I love football and as much as I love summer, I love hockey. Like hockey, if I had to pick only one sport that I could watch for the rest of my life, would 100% be that sport. So I'm super excited. My favorite team is revamped for the new year and looks like we might actually be competitive. Don't want to divulge the team. You guys will probably figure it out over the season. Or if we've already divulged quite a bit. Yeah. People know that we're recording this on Tuesday nights now. Anything's possible. With that information, that could be so damaging to us. You know, I think they knew, though, that we weren't doing a live podcast on Wednesday mornings. So I think we're in the clear. At least that means that we're current, you know? Like, it's only the night before. It's not, like, on the weekend before. So, like, you're getting the most up-to-date news. Yeah, we're really diving right into into actual current events, which we're going to do in a minute, but... Um, I have to ask you, based on your your self-professed love of hockey. Okay. In, in the Big Four, okay, the Big Four being football, hockey, uh, baseball, and basketball. If you had to date a player of one of those sports, hockey. not knowing anything else, you would pick hockey. Hockey, of course. Can you? If I was a if I was a female, I would date a baseball player, not a hockey player. Okay, I want to. And this is already going a little side side splash sidetrack, but let's delve into this. So, nerd bummer. Okay. Why hockey? Why, why why is that your gut choice? Is there a reason besides you just love hockey so much and you'd be able to like talk about it most educatedly with them, or is there more to it? I mean, there's that, but I also just really. I don't know. There's something about hockey where you never, I mean, granted lately you have heard of a few more hockey players getting involved in off ice scandals, but the amount of negative things that you hear about hockey players compared to other sports, you never really hear of major drug problems, like maybe here and there, but it's not as widespread or prevalent. You, There's very few domestic violence cases. I can't remember. Like there, there has to be one that I'm forgetting but i can't remember one um i guess the chance of concussion is probably less in baseball so that's probably like a safer sport from having to worry about like my significant other's health but i mean hockey is one of the and i'm gonna say this so like football is pretty tough but i feel like hockey is one of the toughest sports to play so that means they also have to be in like really physically good shape which i would appreciate so she's she looking likes, for a short term, uh, not like a long term thing, more of like a 
fling hockey player whereas no i i i mean she i think she's in terms of like the concussion stuff i would argue that she is looking for she's looking out for for the long-term health of this person so assumedly she's in it for marriage so tactic one you, you might be out uh counterpoint tactic one you said that if if you were a woman you would want to date a baseball player yes Let's unpack that for us well they're they have the highest salary of all the sports on average is that a documented fact? I believe so, yes. It's up I, there. I, I know some yeah. of the, the players make like double like high double digit millions, so I, I know hockey is, is the lowest. Correct? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, while while you're talking, I'm gonna look this up, but but continue. So highest... Oh hold on, I do have another point. So I love summer and being outside and a hockey player would have all summer to hang out with me. Boom. Done. Highest general average. Um, least likely to get concussions, so I don't have to worry about as they get old things like Alzheimer's and other kind of diseases that are due to neurological brain damage and things like that. And then on top of that, while they are playing, I'm not worried either because it's a it's a safer sport. I I can yeah, but baseball, I, 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 I I'd be bored out of my mind. I would not care about their job. You'd be bored. Plus, I think baseball players don't have to be in that good of shape, man. No. If, if you're listening and you play baseball, I'm sorry, but like half of the good baseball players like have beer guts. You got like a gut, yeah. Which like NFL players have guts too, but like you never see a hockey player with a gut. Just saying. Uh, I feel like I could find a hockey player with a gut. It would be very if, tough to do. Think about it. So no, there are some. There are some, but hockey players, think about the pace of the game, man. The guy on Pittsburgh, uh, Pitt, Pittsburgh Penguins, what's his name? He's got, like, thinning hair, it's wispy. Sidney Crosby? No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch oh, hockey no, at all. Phil Kessel? Yes, Phil Kessel. He doesn't have that much of a gut, though. Like, but he, that much of one, but it sounds like he might have one. He has one. But I've never seen... Shirtless? Yeah. Because he's got a gut, he's not going to flaunt it. I don't know. <laughs> But, like, with some of the football and baseball players, like, you can tell through the shirt they got a gut. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Guts are fabulous. It means you're healthy. You're well fed. Now, okay, so so you both have stated your arguments. I feel like you, you probably think that I'm going to pick the NFL, but, man, there's there's too much baggage there. There's too much baggage. There's, there's the, all the CTE stuff, all of the scandals all of the drugs. Uh, I have to go with, with, with the NBA uh, is what I think I would go with. Um, I think if I were a woman, I would probably like tall men, first of all. But uh, like you're bordering on like, and no offense to NBA players, you're bordering on like freakishly tall though. Uh, in, in some cases, but there are also some NBA, like take like Steph Curry, for example. Well, he's right height. That's true. He's like a regular height. Uh, and also... Tactic to, to, just like bouncing in right there. Like, oh, he's right height. Someone's got a crush he, on Steph Curry. He's like an average all. person. Yeah. And we all have crushes on, on the everyman. Uh, and to add to my argument, uh, I did do some quick Googling. Uh, Business Insider published an article in 2015. The highest paying sports league uh, based on average player salaries from 2014 to 2015 was the NBA. Wow, I think I changed my um, answer. And actually, so so the MLB is actually in third. Uh, really? Behind who? Behind IP, the IPL, 
which if you don't know what that is, it's okay because I didn't. Is know that either. the Premier League? I think it's the India Premier League. It's cricket, guys. Oh, really? Cricket players are played are paid the most or second most. Second most, then MLB, huh. then the Premier League, then the NHL. Actually, so I was wrong about the NHL. The NHL, on average, makes more money. The players make more money on average than the NFL. I would guess it's because the NFL and te- the average NFL team has more players, but I don't really know. I, sh- I shouldn't make such statements. I honestly, um, that makes a lot of sense because I feel like if you're one of the like second or third string players on an NFL team, you're not getting paid that much. But there's what fifty three men on an NFL roster, something like that. I think that. so, yeah. So I mean that that makes a lot of sense considering only twenty two guys are out there. The other half of those guys probably are just getting paid almost nothing. Right. Um, and, and the NBA, I'm, I feel like it's probably the same principle. NBA, there's not a lot of players on a team. But anyways, uh, NBA players make a lot of money. We all know who we would date if we had the choice to date an athlete in the Big Four. Let's move on uh, to our first news topic of the evening or morning or afternoon which is the new iPhones were announced, I believe it was last week. I think now you can pre-order them or buy them. I don't know because I don't plan on buying them. But um, they basically, they came out with a few models uh, still in the X series. They came out with what they're calling a budget model. I think it's the the XS, I think is the budget model. That's funny. It's funny that that. it's the budget model because the name is XS. (laughs) And I think it's, well, and and the thing is, I think it's still like like $450 or something. Yeah, it's something crazy. I'm excited for the iPhone 49. They're going to remove all screens, all speaker ports. It's just going to be a block. It'll be kind of like the Juke. Do you With guys remember Apple that? Logo. It won't even have a touch screen. No, do you remember do the remember. Juke? It was like a flip phone, and it was kind of like the size of a USB thumb drive. You know, the ones that like flip out? It was basically a USB thumb drive that you could make phone calls on. I don't even think texting um, was very easy on that thing. I was wrong. The XS is not the cheap one. I think the mo- the cheapest one is the XR. Uh, frankly, I probably should have done my research, but the reason that I didn't is because I have no plans to buy any of these. They're so expensive now. Plus, they didn't even change very much. Um, it looks like it's, there's still no headphone jack, which to me is annoying. Um, you know, as the longer that I've had the iPhone 7, which doesn't have the headphone jack, I haven't really had an issue with it. I have enough Bluetooth headphones kicking around from the gym that I don't really worry about that. Likewise, but I, know, I just, I don't like the, the, the principle of it. I'm, it wouldn't affect me, but it just, it just, it's hard to explain. It just bothers me. My biggest thing with Apple is I would 100% get on board. I, I do not mind iOS. I do not mind their products. My only issue is the lack of expandable memory. That you should not you should not have to pay more to get X amount of gigabytes. You shouldn't have the option to take out an SD card, put a new SD card in, and just keep on chugging. So as someone who was a victim of this in the past, I had, so I was in the, the never ending loop that they've ended where you could turn in your iPhone and get the next one for free. So I was doing that and I was getting like the lowest gigabytes available because that was the free option. And when I hit the iPhone 6 and I feel like I've, 
probably talked about this on a previous episode, like, way back. But when I hit the iPhone 6, I had, like, the 8 gigabytes, or maybe it was the 16 gig at the time. But the operating system kept updating and growing in size and growing in size to the point where I could not keep anything on my phone. I had to delete all, like, most of my photos. I had to keep deleting text messages. It was super annoying. But now, since I have the iPhone 7, I did spring for the extra money. And I've got the 258 or 256 gigabyte, whatever it is. And I haven't had an issue with that, but I can understand why it's a problem for some people. I have been trying to find the prices for these phones pretty much the whole time you guys have been talking. It's surprisingly difficult. I know. Um, So it's difficult, I think, because every carrier now has a different plan. So... I think I saw, like, Sprint, you could still get it for free. Um, They had a plan where, like, if you sign up for Sprint, you can get it for $0 a month. But I don't think Verizon has it anymore. And the last that I checked, when they had, like, an ad, it was something stupid, like $1,500 for a phone. Yeah, I have seen that number floating around. Uh, In any case, uh, yeah, so, so you have the iPhone 7. That's correct. I have the iPhone... I believe I have the iPhone. I don't even know which one I have. I think I have the 6. Um, every time a new one comes out, I just look at it and I'm like, man, they changed almost nothing. And it's like $1,000. So and I have like, a question for you. Yes. When they announced the new iPhone, the morning after the Apple event, and was unable to restart until your battery died, because that happened to me. That was super fun. I did not, and here's why I think that might have been, although I really don't know. Uh, This could be totally false. I have a policy with my iPhone, which is whenever Apple says, you have to update your iPhone, I say, no. (laughs) I I put it off indefinitely because I've heard through the grapevine, um, which is a pretty, like, readily available grapevine, that... Uh, a lot of the time when they come up with a new model, they'll release software updates that have like hidden code that slows down the older models to get you to buy the newer models. It's like planned obsolescence kind of thing. Um, so I resist that. I Most of the time, whenever I install software updates, it's either because Apple absolutely forced me to at gunpoint or because uh, I do it on accident, which has happened before. I did it on accident once right after I got off a plane, and that was really annoying. Um but but yeah, I I just can never I could never justify buying buying the next one. But no, I didn't have any I didn't have any major slowdowns. The thing that really kind of not boggles my mind but impresses me is that Apple still has a hardcore like cult following because after this of Apple event and announcement of the new iPhone was made. I was surprised how many people on all of my social media were, like, excited about this phone. That basically, as you said, like, very minimal changes. I know the camera got upgraded or something. The camera is, like, the the biggest part, I think, of of what got upgraded. But, like, other than that, I don't believe there were, like, super significant updates that warranted another $1,500 for me to shell out. But there are still hardcore, devoted Apple fans out there. Which, it's impressive after all this time. Like, I am reading through the, like, the specs on, like, the iPhone XS versus the iPhone X, which is, like, the one that came out, whatever, last year or two years ago. They're they're almost all the same. The camera is slightly better. 
there's a there's a newer chip in it, which I will assume makes it faster. But if that's all, I mean, it's the same size. The screen's the same. It's got the Super Retina display. Whatever. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to buy that until they shake it up again, which with something crazy. There's just no way. I mean, my current phone works fine. They, you have to cut your arm off and give it to them in order to get one now. So, I just thought it was something that that we should we should discuss. Do you, are you now? You're both iPhone users, right? Or is it just you? No, it's just me. Android all the way. Now, have you Nerd Bomber? Have you thought about defecting? I've thought about it. I've seen like the Google Pixel is the one that's very compelling to me to maybe get me to switch. But my yeah. problem is that all of my content is already on Apple. Like all of my contacts, all of my notes, which I don't really go through, but I have them. And if I ever need them, they're there. All of that stuff is already on the Apple ecosystem. And like there are a few apps that I've bought that I don't want to rebuy if I switch over. So it's just like inconvenience enough where I don't consider it, but it would well, that, I would be very interested in doing it someday, probably. And you mentioned, because I know Androids are more customizable and like like Tactic, you mentioned the expandable uh, memory and everything, which is like, yeah, it's all well and good. I get that. But you mentioned the Apple ecosystem, which like I have a MacBook and I know that I will never buy another non-MacBook for as long as I live. That's just See, that who to I'm going to be. Crazy. I've never bought into the computer side of Apple. To me, like, so there is a significant, like Apple phone, iPhones have always been competitive or on the breaking edge. Whereas I feel like with their computer technology, they've always kind of lagged behind. The, the thing with the, I mean, we could talk about this for an entire episode, but the reason I will never go back is it, MacBooks are frankly idiot proof. And I, I feel like we've had this conversation on an earlier iteration of this podcast, maybe back when we were we were doing Nerd Bomber. But basically, I'm dumb. Mac, the Mac user interface is such that I can use it very easily. There's not a lot of other stuff that I don't care about that's presented to me. It's just here. Do you want to use this computer? Use it. And like sometimes I feel like Windows PCs just totally lose sight of that. Um, so like f- with that in mind and, and like also the MacBook that I currently have, I got through research. Uh, so the university got it for me. So like I could never, I can't, I couldn't imagine having a phone that, like you said, is not all linked up with like, I have iMessage on my computer and the same iMessage is on my phone and I have notes swapping between both. So like, it's super, super convenient and it's all linked up to this one thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I I could never change, but I understand the people who have. I know people who very recently have have made the switch and, and seem to be very happy with it. It's just I don't think it's anything that I'm planning on doing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I'm I you know I'm open to replacing my iPhone. I don't need to replace my iPhone six, but I'm I'm open to it if Apple catches my eye and this latest release does not do that at all. Um. So let, let, let's 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 move on to our our next topic. So I actually so, have a throw in real quick. I'm gonna shake please. up the the news roster. So I know we talked extensively about football last week, and I don't want to monopolize the conversation. So this will be a quick one. But I don't know if you guys heard this. Apparently, the Steelers have had a little bit more drama in the locker room where Antonio Brown didn't show up for work today. I did hear this. 
so for those that don't know, Le'Veon Bell still is holding out. Last I heard, he was on a yacht somewhere. That's not a joke. He literally, I think on Monday, I, uh, I saw a picture of him like on a yacht during the Steelers game, which I don't know who took that picture, but whatever. But yeah, uh, Antonio Brown didn't show up to the team facility on Monday. And he also had this weird tweet that was like, some some guy, I don't even know who, was like, Antonio Brown would not be anything if he didn't have Ben Roethlisberger throwing to him. And Antonio Brown tweeted back at him, trade me and let's find out, or something to that effect. So everyone was like, oh my god, he wants a trade. The Steelers locker room is just totally lost. Mike Tomlin, what are you doing, etc. Uh, his agent did release a statement to, uh, late late in the day today, I think, basically saying there's no way he's getting traded. He had He missed because of like personal stuff and like all in all it's it's very not a big deal now is that true no idea um i just find it very interesting i'm sure there's probably nothing to it but you have to wonder if so juju smith schuster who is another wide receiver for the steelers who is a young up-and-coming receiver as opposed to antonio brown who's a little bit more established has been absolutely killing it, while Antonio Brown has been a little bit more silent in the last few weeks. So you have to yes. wonder if he's feeling some heat with these young guns breathing down his neck. Well, plus, the Steelers have a perennially winning culture. They win all the time. They've gone to like a jillion Super Bowls, and they're typically playoff contenders. They currently don't yet have a win, which granted, we're still very early in the season. It's only two weeks in, but still. Um, people are talking in Pittsburgh, and players who are accustomed to winning are not winning and if there's one thing i've learned from following nfl players on twitter it's that they get kind of salty when they don't win um so it's definitely a situation to monitor i will absolutely say that much um football man the josh gordon trade is something else we could we could really delve into but my blood pressure rises when i even say the words so yeah, that's a, that's a rough one to take in, if you're not a Truly. Patriots fan. Like most of the universe. Uh, anyways, let's move on to Captain Marvel. So, Captain Marvel, uh, the trailer was premiered today on Good Morning America, which I learned today that Good Morning America is, is still on television. People are <laughs> apparently still watching it. Uh, and they're apparently a big enough deal that the Captain Marvel trailer was premiered on that show uh it's probably a disney thing because they're all abc but whatever um first of all did you guys watch the trailer we did watch the trailer okay give me some some hard-hitting immediate thoughts here okay because you use the phrase hard-hitting hit me hard best part of the whole trailer is is one action music was playing in the background the whole time so it was really intense and instead of playing this also as a joking scene they just showed her intensely punching an old lady in the face fantastic easily the best part of the trailer with the uh, admittedly a close second of they featured blockbuster video in the trailer which boy that was a choice i approved of it um i guess it's one way to show that your movie is taking place in a, in a past timeline. But um, yeah, the old lady getting punched in the face was great. Samuel L. Jackson being de-aged was pretty cool. I was not excited by it. See, Ma- mm, I'm interested maybe that's the hot take. More. I don't know. 
I, I, like, like I, I have a, I've been working on a theory with this all day since I watched the trailer because I watched the trailer. I pretty much felt nothing, uh, and and now I'm here. And I mean, we've talked a couple of times on this podcast about like MCU overload. Yeah, like I, I still haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp yet, which I've heard it's amazing. You guys saw it, said it was amazing. Blah blah blah. Um, I the one thing is being overloaded with these movies. Um, another thing, I think where this comes in with me when and where this feeling started because I felt the same way when I saw the Ant Man trailer. I think where the feeling started with me was was Black Panther, um, and I mean that in that I went to see Black Panther. I saw the trailer for Black Panther. I thought this looks very different. Uh, it looks very exciting. I went to see it. It was very different, exciting. It was good in all the ways that a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie is. It, it fit well within that framework, but it also did some new and exciting things that were, you know, decidedly different and and surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like having watched that, how, how the heck are these movies going to surprise me anymore? Um, in, in a sense, I guess you could say I feel like I peaked when I watched that movie because Infinity War was great. It was a, to me, Infinity War is its own thing. Like that was just combining everyone and let's go crazy. Um, I, I don't know. I just I did like the music. The music was probably my favorite part of the trailer, uh, maybe besides the old lady getting punched in the face. But like I see all of it and it, and all of the imagery just feels for me in the dialogue and, and Brie Larson. Like I like her, but I she didn't impress me in the trailer in, in a big way. So I just don't know what I'm showing up for. And maybe you guys can, can tell me. So one angle that I think they're going to do with this is I think they're going to do a lot of quote shout outs to the fans of Captain Marvel. And, and, and the reason why I say that is there was one scene where there was kind of a black silhouette of her flying where she had the trademark Mohawk. So I think that's going to, it's, the long-haired version of her is going to be the past, and then she's going to go into the version that everyone knows and loves that's in the comics and such with the cool Mohawk. So I'm excited to see that, and that in itself will will do it for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, but that, that's you touched on another interesting point that I wanted to make, is that I watched the trailer, and like I the trailer told me nothing about who she is, what her powers are, why I'm supposed to care. Like, like, I don't know. It's hard because I I don't want them to give all that information away to me. But I also felt like the trailer ended and I was like, I don't know who this character is, who I'm showing up to see, and how she's going to affect change in the overarching universe. I mean, at at this point, I'll, I'll fully acknowledge that I'm probably asking too much of these movies. I just want them to keep going up. And right now, it seems like they are possibly stagnating. See, for me, I guess I don't really know much about Captain Marvel from the comics. I never read Captain Marvel comics. I guess for DC, I'm more of like a top-tier, knowledgeable person. Or not DC, sorry, Marvel. I'm more of in-depth with DC characters. And, I mean, so the first thing that stood out to me in this trailer was just Brie Larson, because I've enjoyed her movies pretty much in everything that I've seen her in. She has a wide range of acting skills, which is definitely kind of refreshing. I feel like all of the Marvel characters up until recently have had, like, a one-bit shtick. Like, 
Tony Stark is just a sarcastic person. Thor, recently they've tried to make him funnier, but he was just kind of not a dumb, brute character, but kind of. Hulk was maybe the most diverse character because he had the two different personalities, but recently they've reduced him to just being like the angry Hulk character. And so I'd be interested to see if they can leverage all of her different acting chops and give us a very diverse character. The other thing that I was excited to see, and it kind of, I don't know much about the character from the trailer, but it seems like they're going to try to combat Wonder Woman a little bit and take that head on and have that strong female character kind of borrow from the past, have this well-rounded, influential, powerful character, which I really loved Wonder Woman. That was probably one of my favorite superhero movies of the last few years. And I'm stoked for the second Wonder Woman, and I'm stoked for Captain Marvel for that reason. I I I, I agree. I, like I'm totally open to a great female character in the Marvel universe. I mean, you have Scarlet Witch and you have Black Widow, but like, okay, bring on bring on a headliner hero. I'm all for that. Um, and if it's half as good as Wonder Woman, it's going to be great because Wonder Woman, like you said, was fantastic. Um, I, I guess where I'll where I'll leave this is just I'll say that I I have my doubts currently uh, about it. I'm also watching this trailer and part of it is I'm watching this and I'm curious uh, how she's going to they're, they're they're positioning this character to have to save a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't want to give any more spoilers than that, but they're they're positioning her to be this savior to a lot of people and i'm I'm wondering aloud how she's gonna do that, but assumingly the movie will tell us um I'm kind of hoping too, so one of the things I liked about Wonder Woman, one of the things I liked about the Black Panther, and it's kind of a more self contained superhero movie without all the crossover mumbo jumbo that you have to keep track of, sure, and I'm hoping because this movie has to set up this character and we're gonna get a backstory, I think, and I hope it'll be another self contained movie, and I think that's how you'll get that excited feeling again because you won't have to connect all of these dots. And I think that's what Marvel is really wearing down on me is that I have to go in, doing my research, remembering what happened in 10 different movies prior. And that's kind of why like Ant-Man and the Wasp, there was some of that, but it was a little bit more, you could, without knowing anything, you could kind of walk in and enjoy it because it was just a humorous standalone-ish type movie mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm hoping for that's what I think Marvel kind of needs to move back to I definitely agree I mean I'm hopeful that in their, in their next phase they'll start again taking the time to build up more origin stories before doing all these crazy crossovers again because uh, assumedly they still have a, a number of characters to kill off uh, before <laughs> phase 4 starts but well, I think that'll just kick off a whole new... Because I think the plan here, and spoiler or not spoiler, I think they're going to try to phase out, whether it's through death, retirement, whatever, a lot of the original characters and usher in a new wave of new Avengers. Which Definitely. I kind of hope then will... Because they used to have every Avenger with its own string of movies, and lately it really hasn't been like that. Like, even right. arguably the latest Thor movie was not really a Thor movie. It was kind of about him, but it was about a lot of people. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I totally agree. I'm hoping they kind of go back to, I mean, what my, maybe my favorite movie in the MCU is the first Iron Man because it was this self-contained story. Um, 
that really built up the character before throwing him at so many other other people. What I also hope for Captain Marvel is, and it may be a, a fool's hope, uh, I tend to like Marvel characters that are a little more grounded. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a man or a woman who lives on this earth and something happens to them. Give me, give me Iron Man, give me, sure, even give me Hulk, even though Hulk is like, crazily powerful um i don't know what i don't know how carol danvers becomes miss mar or captain marvel i don't uh i think i'll find out looks like she gets like abducted by aliens or something but we'll see well i think that that was always the universal appeal of spider-man and why every resurrection of spider-man has been somewhat successful because it's just your ordinary kid who gets bit by a spider and he's super relatable Right, he's your—he's the every teen. He's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. That's 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 who he is. So yeah, so totally, totally agreed. Um, so Captain Marvel uh, will be out March eighth, twenty nineteen. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably talk about it again before that day comes. But just in case we don't, you should go see it. Uh, let's move on. We talked about Apple, one of the largest tech giants. Let's talk about Amazon. Uh, Amazon under fire for a lot of various things lately. Uh, one of the more higher profile things is they've apparently been caught bribing people. Um, so I believe it was this week, a Wall Street Journal article came out basically saying that if sellers wanted to have negative reviews removed or have positive reviews planted, they could just pay Amazon workers. So which, to be clear... Amazon has not condoned this activity. In fact, they're investigating it. The Amazon workers themselves are basically taking bribes. So these are like middle-level Amazon workers who have enough clout where they can go in and they can find consumer information or be able to alter and delete reviews. So not condoned. It's not a a corporate policy. It's more some some rogue employees. I I suppose you could call it fraud of of some kind. Um... I don't know about you guys, but whenever I go on Amazon to buy anything, usually trivial stuff, I just type in the thing and what has the best reviews. Typically a combination of what has the best reviews and what has the most reviews. And then I buy that thing and it's pretty simple and that's one of the things that makes Amazon so great. So this scares the hell out of me. So there's a few things lately when I've been shopping Um, Because one of the things that Amazon is known for, and they've had a big push lately, is getting a lot of third-party, independent, just random companies, whether it's electronics or home goods or whatever, companies that you would never find in a retail store, um, and getting them to list things on the market that are comparable to your big-name items, but for much, much cheaper. So, like, if you search headphones or something like that, sure, like, Beats will be somewhere on there, but you'll also have, like, 15 bazillion Chinese companies making headphones that are of decent quality for pretty cheap. So, I've bought a few of these things, and what I've noticed is that those companies, and they can, so anytime you buy something on Amazon, the person that you're buying from has an opportunity to message you through Amazon. And I would say probably the last 10 items that I bought that wasn't like a brand name item, that company has reached out to me through an Amazon message offering me a gift card or something like another product if I leave a review on their item. 
So I've been looking through, and so now just looking at the star items and the number of reviews has, hasn't really been enough for me. I've actually been going through and kind of reading both the five-star reviews and seeing if people are just writing random crap that you can tell they just wanted a gift card for. Or then I'll also look at the one-star reviews because you know those people aren't getting paid to write a one-star review. Definitely the two most important categories of reviews. So you're basically scanning for authenticity. Exactly. Now, you kind of uh, uh, jumped my next question, which is, have either of you ever written an Amazon review? I have written... Two. I never have myself. So, um, the only time I've ever written a review again is if I've been prompted to get a gift card from one of these companies. And I will say I'll never do a dishonest review. So, like if they tell me to write a review and I think that their product is crap, I, the one time I did, I left like a two star review, and they still gave me the gift card because they fulfilled their end of the deal. Um, but the other time I did, I bought a pretty decent pair of headphones. I was really surprised how good they were for twelve bucks. They're really comparable to the Sony headphones that I had, and I gave them a pretty good review, and I got fifteen dollars for it. All's well that ends well. Mm -hmm. I, I was about one. to write a review, but then I got lazy. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. But the disconcerting thing, and I, I read the article from the Wall Street Journal, is that the Amazon employees um, are being approached, and they're being given five hundred dollars per negative review that they delete which is very compelling, especially the article said that in like the Chinese Amazon employees really aren't getting paid that much, so they don't have much to lose. So it's just very disconcerting to me that even if I write a negative review or even if I'm looking at those one-star reviews, a lot of those might have just been deleted and I'm not getting a fair look at what I'm trying to buy. Right. Plus, and if you're a big company where $500 is just a drop in the bucket, then you pay them a bunch of money to delete negative reviews, and then more people buy your product, and the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, et cetera, et cetera. So it's an alarming trend, to say the least. Uh, the good news hope, is is that yeah. they are investigating part of the the article that we read. Um, it did say that they were looking into it and trying to flush out these people, which is at least good to hear. I don't know how they're going to do that. I mean, I'm sure they can't get rid of all of the fraud, but at least they're looking into it. Get rid of some of the fraud, at least. Fraud is a tricky thing, especially, I mean, when you're a company as big as Amazon, keeping a, keeping a leash on all your employees has to be really difficult, especially when you're paying them pretty much nothing. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean... I'd hardly call it surprising news, but it's disconcerting news to, to say the least. But Amazon can't live with them, can't live without them, as as someone probably says somewhere. Uh, let's move on to our last item of news for the day, which all I wrote here on my cheat sheet is Fortnite Divorce, which sounds like the name of a hip new band, but it's just a trend. So basically... Uh, there is this divorce service in the UK, which today I learned there's such thing as a divorce service, uh, that claims that roughly 5% of all British divorces in 2018 uh, cited Fortnite in the documentation as a reason for the broken marriages. Uh, now, I've never played Fortnite. I have I played no... Fortnite. I'm very bad at it. 
it seems really, really hard to me, but it's obviously a very big deal. It doesn't surprise me that people are addicted to it and that it's it's ruining marriages. I feel like it has to be a bit of a scapegoat, though. Like, you can't tell me that Fortnite is the the major reason that you're getting a divorce. I feel like at that point, you just have to talk to your spouse and be like, hey, man, maybe we should, like, hang out one of these nights instead of you playing Fortnite all the time. Like, right, maybe it's just, like, someone being like, oh, it's like, damn Fortnite is is keeping this person from from loving me. Well, no, maybe that's not the whole story. I do find it interesting, though, that... So, video games have been growing in terms of mainstream popularity, but I feel like Fortnite is the one game that finally vaulted it into, like, complete mainstream attention. Like, there are athletes who are streaming Fortnite on Twitch, which just blows my mind. Shouldn't you be practicing? (laughs) Everyone knows what Fortnite is. Uh, I've been told about Fortnite by, like, people half my age, and they're like, you're not playing Fortnite? And I'm like... No, and like I'm starting to feel like an old man, which I I guess was bound to happen eventually. But you know, my mom asked me if she should buy Fortnite toys for my three year old nephew, and I was like, no, mom. And she's like, but everyone likes Fortnite, and I'm like, no, mom. So like even my mom knows. Playing, I thought you were gonna say your mom's playing Fortnite. Oh no, I could never see my mom playing anything really other than Pac Man. She's playing Fortnite. I would, I would pay to see my mom play Fortnite. Maybe other people would too. Maybe I should get her to like start a Twitch and and mom's make some playing videos. Fortnite. There we go. Oh, that'd be a good YouTube channel, right? Write that down in our, our good ideas. Don't folder. steal that. Yeah, TM. If we say TM, no one else can steal it. TM stands for trademark. Last I checked. Um, so yeah, kids, if you're playing Fortnite and you're married, just uh, exercise caution and moderation. Um, so with that, I guess we'll go and we'll go into our game. Let's do it. So I won last week, correct? You you did win. Uh, we played a super special Super Bowl trivia game, and you, you took it home. So you're hosting the next game. Uh, I will be winning. I'm sorry to report to you, Tactic One, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So I have prepared a very special game. So I know a few weeks back we played a game where um, we had to guess the top websites and where they ranked. Um, basically, you get like we shouted out different website names, and then you would tell oh. us the ranking. And the higher your score is, the worse you're doing. So kind of like a golf score. You want to shout it out. You shouted out websites, and Tactic shouted out porn sites, and then lost. Pretty the much, game. yeah. So we're going to do that again, somewhat. But instead of websites, we're going to do all-time worldwide box office hits. So we won't reveal where these things stand until the very end, but you guys will take turns, and I'll give you guys, let's say, five movie names each. And then at the end, we'll figure out where they actually fall on the all-time worldwide box office charts. And the higher your score is, the worse you're doing. So try to get the most popular movies that you can think of. Is this a adjusted for inflation numbers? Uh, this is uh, pretty current. So okay. I think, I don't know if it's adjusted for inflation. I you, don't think it is. I think it's just the total amount of money because the chart that I am going to reference has current movies, old movies. So I'm assuming that things move up and down based on just the total. 
Okay. All right. So I I don't know uh, who to start with. Te- I'll give Tactic a sporting chance. Tactic can go first. I'm very confident. Okay. So what would you like your first movie to be, Tactic? Pick any movie. Any movie that you think has made it onto the all-time worldwide box office charts. Jurassic Park, the Which, first one. First one, okay. Yeah, when okay. we're getting into like franchises like that, you actually do have to specify because that's a little bit too vague. I'm going boom or bust with my first pick. It's either very, very right or very, very wrong. Put me down for Gone with the Wind. All right. I was not anticipating that, but... And that doesn't mean that it's not on the list. I haven't looked yet. I just have the list conveniently pulled up. Right. Just an interesting choice. All right, Tactic, we'll take it over to you. You have to do five movies, so what's your second one? Star we... Wars. Which Star we can't... Wars? Ooh, that's a good guess. They all have their own little names, and I'm drawing a blank on them. We we can't repeat any, obviously, right? It's like, no, yeah, you can't, don't yeah, repeat. No repeats. Obviously. I don't even know why I asked that. I just wanted to clarify it for the viewers, the listeners. No one's looking at us. I always say viewers. I'm going to go with... I mean, there's a handful that you could choose, so which Star Wars movie? Empire Strikes Back. Okay. The strong choice tactic. Uh, put me down for James Cameron's Avatar, please. Okay. That has its own now Disney World amusement. I, I wouldn't even say it's a ride because it's like an amusement world within Disney Avatar world. Land. Yep. I don't know what. Oh, it's probably called Pandora. That makes a lot of sense. All right. That oh. said, I'm gonna go yeah. Harry Potter. Which one? Uh, I'm going to go Sorcerer's Stone. Now... Man, you're, going, you're going all franchises. Yes. Did you... What made you pick Sorcerer's Stone? I'm just a little curious. Not saying that's wrong or right. I'm just... C.O.G. Okay. <laughs> what more needs to be said? It's C.O.G. Uh, okay. I am going to stay on the James Cameron train and say <laughs> Titanic. Leo, man. Leo brought home the big bucks on that one. Near, far, wherever you are, my heart will go on. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's a good guess. All right, tactic. Uh, Got two more in you. Let me think about this. Can you use it in a sentence? (laughs) I mean, this could literally be any movie out there. Any movie in the world. I'm going to go with... His lips are quivering. He's got it on the tip of his tongue. James Bond, Casino Royale. Huh. (laughs) Man, you are playing this very interestingly. You're just going with first movies in franchises. Well, Casino Royale's not the first, but it was the first Daniel Craig. Yeah. Uh... I have never seen this movie. Actually, I've never seen Gone with the Wind either. Gone with the Wind is like four hours long. I don't have that kind of time. But put me down for The Fate of the Furious, also known as Fast and the Furious 8. Okay. 
Is oh, that the one, one before or after Paul Walker? That's after, right? That's post. That's post. You're Paul. taking advantage of that. That's not cool. Taking advantage of what? Paul Walker having died? Yes. Not cool. I feel like the makers of Fast Eight were making were taking advantage of it. I feel like I'm not taking too much advantage of it by playing this game, but I could be wrong. Either way, this not is your, cool. This is your last one. Make it a good one. Make it count. Okay. I'm gonna go. The Incredibles. <laughs> one or two? <laughs> one. It, okay. The OG. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, always assume the OG. Boy, uh, you gave me an idea. I, I wasn't sure what I was going to pick for my fifth one, but I feel like I might have an idea now. I have one that I wanted you guys. It's like a dark horse that I knew you guys wouldn't think of, and I know Ooh. it was like a very popular movie in the world, and it's killing me that you guys haven't said it. And I just I'm, listened or heard about it in a seminar that I went to a few weeks ago. I'm going to go with Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. The third one is where that franchise really peaked financially, I think. All right. So we have five from both of you. Now, do you want to do any more or do you want to call it there? As soon as I switch over to this tab, Tactic will it's, see. So we can't go back. It's now or never. Do you want to do any more? Give you guys the the opportunity. I, I, I say let's reveal. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to win. I'm very confident. All right. I'm not, I'm, I remain super confident. I will do this in the order in which you guys. Wait, gave do you me. want to throw out the one that you were talking about? So before I look at the list, and I haven't look at looked at this list, um, I I'm just gonna do my own little bonus. Spirited away. Oh yeah, that, that's that okay. I always see it. So we just had a seminar about anime that I went to. Um, and I also always see this, like, right before you go see a movie, they advertise, like, their special viewing. And I always see at the Regal Theater they're going to have a special viewing of this movie. And I've never seen it, but I've heard, like, it blew worldwide box office records when it came out. So wait, I'm writing these down. Tactic, you, you guessed... Empire Strikes Back, Incredibles, Harry Potter 1. Jurassic Park, James Bond. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, James Bond. Okay. Okay. I'm going to look these up in the order in which you guys gave this to me. So, okay. Tectic went first, and he said Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park was number 30 on the list. Rough start. Actually, Jurassic World was in, I think, the top 10. But I don't um, think these are ranked for inflation. They are not ranked for inflation. This is based on total, which we discussed before we went into this. My Gone with the Wind pick might be like in the 200s, so don't, don't feel bad. Okay. So Jurassic Park 1 was 30. Um, Can so I now- state something based on my observations? It's all, all the, the top 10 are all recent movies, which leads me to believe that it's it's... It's not slighted towards current. It's it's fine. Let's let's continue. Again, we all we discussed before know, we went in that this. I, think, I knew Gone with the Wind was a risk. I, I took it anyway. I figured they would have normalized this list. Okay, so Gone with the Wind is not showing up anywhere on this list. I'm in the top oh, 100 see. right now. So what does he get? 101. Let me let me do a quick Google. Uh, that's good growth. 
This list, you... so there are different pages to this list. I could go up to 750, but there's 10 different pages that I'd have to search through. If you look up like the list of highest grossing films adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind is number one. <laughs> I just, I just, I just want to make that clear. It, do do oh, we want it? Okay, do we want to do this adjusted for inflation then? Yes. Do we want to do both? We can do both. Yes. Let's 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 do both. Okay. Uh, where? Wow, hang on. Let me. Yeah. So I have okay. this. I have this page. Let me adjusted for inflation. Oh. It doesn't look like it gives every. All all of them. So this shows the top, I'm the page that I'm on shows the top 300 movies adjusted for inflation. Oh. So let's first look up Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park then is number 17 adjusted yes. for inflation. So way to go. So Good job. The Gone with the Wind was not in the top 100 of the actual. So if we're going by that. Just give me 100. You're going to get 100. Put me down for 100. Um, but adjusted for inflation, as you said, uh, it is the number one. So that's, that's a, why it's a big it. hitter. I'm happy to to lose in the infl- in the unadjusted and win in the adjusted. All right. So now the next one was the Empire Strikes Back. So hmm. <laughs> is it not showing up? It is. It has almost every other Star Wars. That was the first Star oh, yeah, Wars, that's correct? Star Wars, yeah, eighty-three. It, it's not the first Star Wars. No. It's this. It's it's Star. Just put Star Wars five or something, because it's the episode five. It has to be on there. There's no way it's not on there. It is not. Get out of here. It is not on. It, they have the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi, um, Empire, Rogue okay. One. Rogue One, I'm, I'm, Phantom Menace, Menace. I'm, looking at the list. I'm looking at the list that has it number 13. Are you looking at the oh, adjusted I'm for a, inflation? Yeah, I, I keep forgetting the adjusted for inflation thing. Yeah, okay, so I totally believe that would, it, it would not be on the unadjusted list. Yeah, it's not on the unadjusted list, so you get a 100 for that, but it is uh, number 13 in the adjusted for inflation. So we're playing, we're playing 40 chess here. We're, we're, we always account for inflation. Yeah, I think we just do the Okay, let's just do the inflated list then. You got to normalize it. Okay, so now we're going to look up Avatar. And Avatar is number 15. So currently... Lower than I thought. Illegal is in the lead because he has a total of 16. And Tectic has a total of 30. So then Tectic followed up with Harry Potter... And the Sorcerer's Stone, which is wow. number 80 on the adjusted inflation list. Adjusted for inflation. So that one was number 80. And then Titanic was Illegal's follow-up, and that was number 5. So James it, Cameron, man. Don't sleep on James. It doesn't look like Tectic is going to win this, but we won't count him out just yet. Um, so then he did James Bond, Casino Royale. And I don't see that coming up. Are you on are you on film site? Because that's where I am. I am on box office mojo. Well I'm on film site and it's also not there. It's not on this list. So that is a big fat whopping (laughs) one hundred for that one. Oh no. Um so that's not looking too good for tactic. Uh but we're gonna look up the fate of the fear. The Fate of the Furious, 
What was that, number seven? Or was that eight? Uh, eight. Well, it is not coming up. The only Fast and the Furious that's coming up here is the Furious 7. So you also get a 100 for this one. I am I am legitimately shocked. Uh, so then Tectic followed up with The Incredibles, which was 168 on the list. Wait. But it's on the list. So what we're going to so do... Wait, so not on the list is worse than on the list? We're going to amend the not on the list to 400. <laughs> Because this list goes up to 300. So that just seems fair. Um, so The Incredibles was number 168. And then the last one <laughs> was Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which was 137. Wow. So we're, okay, so we're, we're looking at, we must be looking at domestic gross then. I'm guessing that's what the kicker is. Um, I can tell you, yes, this is domestic gross. Okay. We, sh we don't have to look it up, but I'm curious how these answers would change. I'm, I'm sure Gone with the Wind would not be on the list if we looked at adjusted for inflation worldwide gross. But I'm also sure that Fate of the Furious would be on the list, and at least one of Tactics that was off the list would be on the list. He Casino only had Royale one that wasn't on, on the list, and that was Casino Royale. Well, we'll, we'll leave it to fate, but, uh... So... Wait, so wait, did I win? I mean, Disney and I won. You, you definitely won. So just yes! the 400s cancel out, and you won by a long shot. Suck it. No. All right. Uh, all right, that, that feels pretty good. Uh, I will be hosting the next game, which is T TBD. Um, Nerd Bomber, you tend to struggle with these games. Any any input on what the game should be for next for next time? You know, I struggle no matter what, so I'll take whatever I can get. We've toyed with the idea in the past of just the game is just w what is Nerd Bomber thinking. Maybe hey, we'll revisit that. I clearly that. didn't struggle that badly because I won last week. That's true. Uh, we shouldn't gloss over that. You did beat Tactic handily, if I remember, in the football edition. So Tactic is is riding a, a hot losing streak right now. Yeah, uh, Tactic, you got to step up your game, man. Sorry. We will see next time if he can get the monkey off his back, as the strange phrase goes. I kind of wish there was. I kind of wish questionable wasn't a thing in football. It's bothering me. I think he has forgotten that we're still recording the podcast. And he's talking about fantasy football. With that said, I guess we'll just wrap up this episode. And we'll bid you all a fond farewell until next time. Arrivederci. Au revoir.